What's up, guys? I'm Jocelyn. And I'm Anna. And this is Escape Expeditions. A podcast where we talk to you about escape room reviews, recommendations, and... Industry nonsense. Yes. And today, we are going to be doing a fun new segment that we like to call Game Master Stories. Which is exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. But first, before we start getting into that, we wanted to talk a little bit about last episode. We asked if any of you felt strongly about a game that we reviewed, about the escape game in general from last episode. Also, I just want to say that I was so excited to even get a message to begin with. I was like, oh my god, people actually listen to what we put out there in the world. All right, so these are just short and sweet. The first one is from Estimated Profit with an eight in Estimated. How fun. Playing at the NYC location for the first time a few weeks after it opens. Looking forward to it. I think the NYC location is opening pretty soon, so that should be exciting. It already opened. Oh, did it? Yeah, and it they was did, like recently. They did a crazy deal. I think it was like $10 games or something oh on my opening God. day. We should have flown there and played them all over again (laughs) for $10. All right. Next is from Brandon Bites on Instagram. Enjoyed Gold Rush and Prison Break there. I hope to go play The Playground and Mysterious Market soon. Well, yes. We both, uh, clearly, (laughs) we also enjoyed all those games. And Playground and Mysterious Market are the newest games. So it makes sense that that's the one that you have not played, Brandon. But I hope that you enjoy because Mysterious Market was... One of my favorites. All right. This one is a little bit longer from Josh Acorns. Thoughts about the escape game? Atlanta specifically. Some of the most amazing customer service I've seen at any venue. Whatever they do to train their staff in customer service needs to be done everywhere. LOL. Best chain company I've ever been to. Playground is in my top five of 130 games played. I don't think I've ever had more fun in a game than Playground. And Prison Break and Gold Rush are also super solid games. I agree that the Escape Games customer service is awesome. Yeah, so amazing. And also across the board. I mean, he was talking about Atlanta, right? Yeah. And we have only ever played at the Orlando location, and we get the same level of customer service. To hear that it's in both places also just speaks to how awesome they are. Yeah. Yay. Sounds like you haven't played Special Ops yet, Josh. Mm -hmm. I hope that you can. Maybe they don't have it in Atlanta yet. Yeah, maybe. All right. And this last one comes from my dear friend, David. (laughs) He's going to kill me when he hears that. All their games are super accessible for new players and aren't super extreme. Hmm, I wonder what he means by that. I brought my family there and it was all of them's first time and they loved it. Yes, David. I agree that the escape game is perfect for new players because it's like an instant wow moment when you walk into one of their rooms and someone who's never played an escape game before is going to have like their mind blown by this. Yes. Thanks for sending us your thoughts. We're so happy to hear them. Thank yes. you for listening to ours. It's fun for us to hear what you guys think as well. So now that we've got that out of the way, we're going to jump into today's episode, which is Game Master Stories. Mm-hmm. And before we get started with this... what? Before we get started with anything, we need the jingle. Ah, yes. Bring us the jingle. Starting route to escape expeditions. Continue listening for 45 minutes. 
So before we get started with the stories, just wanted to say that all these stories are going to be of crazy, hilarious, awesome things that we've seen during our experience as game masters. Because as you might imagine, there is a lot of stuff that we see and it just makes the job all more fun. And we want to share all of that with you guys. Yeah. So do you want to start with the first story? Hmm. Okay. So I know there's a lot of escape game enthusiasts out there listening to our podcast. And as a lot of you also might know, it is sometimes difficult to get a group of people together all with the same schedules and the same desire to go out in the world and play as many escape games as all of us would like to. So sometimes uh, you just need to go play an escape game by yourself. (laughs) And that is exactly what this person did. When uh, I was working on an escape game, someone came in who had booked the game just under one person. And that is like a very rare thing. It's usually, you know, people go out on date nights or birthday parties or groups of friends, whatever. And so a lot of the time when you see only one name booked, it might be because someone only wanted to like book the spot just for themselves. Yeah, like they're going to add more people. Right. They're going to show up with a group of people and everyone else is going to pay in person or whatever. So that that was not uncommon. But this guy came in like actually by himself. Yeah. And the two games that he played were both recommended for four to six people. I mean, we'd had groups of seven, eight, nine people play these games, but never just like one person by themselves. So needless to say, I was like a little concerned for his ego that he might not finish them by himself, but he made it like very clear that this is like something he does very often, that he goes around town and he plays the games by himself. And that he said he had a pretty good track record, but like, obviously I couldn't corroborate his story that he was actually good. So we started him in the room by himself. And what I thought was hilarious was when he was like doing his mental preparation (laughs) for the game, we were like looking through the cameras and he was like, stretching and when i say stretching i mean like he was stretching out his hamstrings he was doing like little squats he was like doing some lunges to like physically prepare himself i mean if he's playing a game by himself he knows going into it that he's gonna have to run right exactly like us when we go just the two of us and we have to like sprint and go crazy so i gave all the props to this guy for coming in and playing by himself and like doing his little routine and then exactly what you said as soon as the timer started he started like running and like looking for all of the different locks and everything and trying to figure out like how he could actually finish our most difficult game by himself and he did the same exact thing when he immediately went into the next game afterwards yeah so i thought that was just like an outrageous thing like yeah and i remember i ran games for this guy as well I remember I ran games for this guy as well at one of the places that I worked. And he came and he played three games back to back, just him. That's stamina. Yeah. By himself. All the stretching. So props to that guy. Yeah. So, I mean, if you feel weird going to play an escapement by yourself, it's not like an uncommon thing. Now that I have realized that it is not an uncommon thing, you know, just go out. You do you. Yeah. Oh, I also want to mention that the second game this guy played, he actually did finish all by himself. So he was not lying when he said that he was actually very astute at the escape game art. (laughs) The art of the escape game. All right. You're going to tell the next story? Yes. Yeah. So I will stay on that positive note. Mm -hmm. One of the cool things about working at different escape rooms 
is that I've ran a lot of games for the same people mm-hmm. at different locations, and it's always cool to see them again, and they'll be like, hey, like, I know you. Also, if you've never seen Jocelyn in person, <laughs> she has, like, tattoos up and down both of her arms, so people will recognize her in the street, even, and, like, especially people who have played at multiple locations where she's worked, they're like, hey, you ran our game back two years ago doing this, and she was like, yeah, I remember you. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, I do remember them. Yeah, but she is a very recognizable person, so it happens fairly often, I would say. Yeah, but I think it's cool because it's really cool to see how they do in different places mm-hmm. and to talk to them, especially enthusiasts. I've met so many enthusiast people who I've talked to after the game. Yeah, outside of like these stories, I feel like just the community that we've discovered and talking to all these different people and meeting people with like-minded meeting people with like-minded thoughts passions opinions is just like a really awesome thing and especially being able to talk to a bunch of different people who have a bunch of different experiences is really fun and you get to learn a lot about other people yeah so one of the coolest examples of this happened to me pretty recently Mm -hmm. i ran a couple's 500th game 500 games this is like incredible insane and they had an s cake which i had no idea that this concept even existed but apparently people like celebrate milestones of how many games they've played with a cake and they call it an s cake instead of escape it's a cute name escape s escape S cake, (laughs) (laughs) which i think is super cute but why why hadn't we thought of this i know So yeah, I ran their 500th game, which is cool enough, but cooler is that I also ran their 300th game previously at a different venue. But you didn't even know that this happened until they came in with the S-cake and they were like, hey, we remember you from back in the day when you ran our 300th game. You're like, yeah, that was me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it was cool to talk to them and be like, how have the last 200 games been? (laughs) And we only recently hit the 200 game milestone, the two of us. So it's like crazy to think that people out there have played 500 games, 700 games. I heard of some people that live in the UK that have played 1400 games. Like it's just outrageous. That's that's crazy. Yeah. One day we'll reach that level maybe. Yeah, maybe when we scoop out some more time from the day. Yeah, we when, have to not sleep. When the universe adds an eighth day to the week, yeah. that's part of the weekend, then maybe we can reach 1,400 games. Yeah. But yeah, so that was really cool to meet them again. Mm-hmm. Moral of the story is bring an S cake anytime you go play an escape game. No, not anytime. <laughs> I just like saying S cake. S cake. Okay, me next. Yeah. So as part of being a game master, you have to introduce the guests into the game that they're going to be playing of course Mm -hmm. right like you have to tell them the story what it is that they're doing blah 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 when i was doing that for this particular new game that was in the venue where i used to work i had to show like the intro video into what the story is of the game and what the guests didn't know before they started watching the video was that i was in the video like i was the main character of the video and it was always hilarious to like watch them like look at the video and then they would turn and look at me and like 
kind of a squinty face <laughs> and then they would look back at the video and like you could tell that they made a connection that it was me mm-hmm. but my face wasn't like very prominently shown in the video like it was just my hair and my hairstyle like had kind of changed like if I was wearing it up or I think I might have cut it or something and so people always like looked at me differently after they saw the video they're like I don't want to say that I think it's her but maybe. yeah because what if it wasn't right and then they and then I would be like what i can't believe that you would think that that person is me in the video because the person in the video ends up dying and there's a skeleton in the room that is me (laughs) so i didn't want to be like oh yes and here are my bones on the ground of this game not to be confused with the actual bones in your body right yes no my actual bones are still in my body and what was in the room was definitely me but not me yeah it also was funny that the pajamas that I was wearing in the video, they, like, tried to get pajamas that were, like, very similar to my pajamas <laughs> to put on the skeleton. Yeah. And, like, it's hilarious because you, like, look at the video and you're like, wow, those really are. That's her here, dead, in the room. Whoa. But, in fact, it was me, your game master, <laughs> standing there. Yeah, I have a similar kind of thing jumping off of that. One of the games at the place that I work at now has like a game master cameo thing in the video Mm -hmm. so it's kind of the opposite where it's like just my face and that's the only part of me that is in the video but if i remember correctly it's like very like short like it's just like a blink of your face right i think it's like a few seconds yeah but it's Mm -hmm. me and like everyone else who works there Mm, so i'd have to take them like a second to look at it and then look at you and realize that it's you yeah but i've definitely had people who have been like hey that's her we just saw her so that's fun yeah no i definitely mess with the customers being like hmm no that's definitely not me and then they would be like oh what's your name and i would tell them my name and then in the game there was like something that said my same name and they're like hmm (laughs) Hmm, something doesn't (laughs) add up all right i guess it's my turn now indeed So something really cool that happened, we do a lot of, at everywhere that I've worked, escape games in general, we do a lot of like special occasion things. So I've done like birthday parties and bachelor parties and- Bachelorette parties. Yeah. Very, very many bachelorette parties. It's a really good idea for a bachelorette party now that I think about it. Yeah. I have never done one, but they have done proposals Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But something that was really cool that happened, so we had a group that had a special announcement to give at the end of their game. Ooh. I know. So they played the whole game, and at the end, after the final puzzle, there was a mini puzzle that they brought with them, mm-hmm. and we put that box in the room for them. And it had, like, a cute little riddle, rhyming riddle on the top. Nothing super hard, but it was cute. And then inside of that box that they opened mm-hmm. it had a sonogram oh how cute i know it was so cute it was the new parents like announcing it to the rest of their family who were in the room at the same time and once they got that then they got the actual final piece to win the game oh i feel like that's so fun yeah it was really cute everyone was really excited And they were all super happy afterwards, and it was really cool that we were involved in something like that. Yeah, I feel like I don't know about proposals in escape games. I've seen it on the internet sometimes. (laughs) Like, oh, watch this video of someone getting proposed to in an escape game. But I mean, in an escape game, you go into it thinking that 
none of it's real, right? Yeah. So what if the person you're proposing to just doesn't put two and two together? Like, or if they don't solve the puzzle and get to that point? Yeah, I saw a video that was an escape game proposal. Mm-hmm. And the girl got the ring and she thought it was a clue. Like, she didn't think it was real. <laughs> I feel like that would be my worst nightmare if I was yeah. the person actually proposing. I would be like, no, it's not a clue. I like, promise. No, no, no. And the guy, like, got down on one knee and she was like, oh, okay. Like, then she realized that it was real. <laughs> no, you don't actually have to put this ring into some mechanism to open a lock. It's actually a real ring. Put she it was on like, your oh, a ring. Like, as if it was a prop. <laughs> I-, I think that's how I would react if I if it happened to me. Yeah, I know. So yeah, that was really cool. I have, I mean, we've done tons of birthday parties and just birthdays in general. If someone comes into the lobby and they mention their birthday, usually I'll look at their waiver and see what their name is and then find a way to work that into the game without telling them so that they get to that and see it. And it's super cute. Yeah. I actually, I did a a lot of birthdays too. And my next story, I guess I'll, I'll skip to this one. There was a birthday party that we were running for a bunch of children i'm really terrible at like judging how old children are when i look at them i'm like are you a teenager are you 12 are you nine i have no idea so anyway i would say that these children were maybe like between the ages of 10 and 13 okay and the mom who was supervising all the kids or like the chaperone or whatever said that she was going to go into the game but she was just going to sit and just let the kids play just because she wanted to be in the room to supervise you know, which is fine. I mean, she paid for her ticket. Like, it's not like she was trying to get in for free and just say that she wasn't going to play. But we started them in the game and the kids started going crazy. They just started doing a whole bunch of random things. And the mom was sitting there looking at how much fun they were having. (laughs) And she's like trying to contain herself in her chair. Like, and at first she just starts like pointing like, hey, why don't you go look at this? And hey, Try to, like, investigate this bookshelf over there. And I'm watching the game and I'm like, you said you weren't going to play. And, of course, I didn't say that actually to her. But within less than 10 minutes, the mom was already up and leading the whole group, having a great time. Like, you, you, go do this. You, you, go do that. And she was, like, absolutely killing it in the game. Like, organizing all these small children And she ended up having a great time, but it was just so funny to me how she told me like very seriously, like, yeah, I'm only going to go in just to, you know, make sure that they don't break anything and supervise and I'm just going to hang out and not play. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm, sure. And she ended up having such a fun time that it was like, she just became like a Girl Scout leader (laughs) in less than 10 minutes. It was hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I'm sure she's out playing more games. I know. I think that she like inspired herself to become an escape enthusiast as well yeah and as long as we're still talking about birthday parties i wanted to quickly mention this other story i had about a a teenage girl birthday party and what i didn't know before being a, a game master is that teenage girls love playing scary games yes not just teenage girls groups of girls at all ages Yeah, they love playing the scary games, and I'm not exactly sure why, but it's hilarious to watch. But anyway, I digress. Again, this group of girls were playing the only slightly scary game that we offered, which wasn't, like, really scary, but it was kind of creepy. It had, like, a creepy vibe. And the parents that were supervising their party, 
wasn't going to play in the game. So they decided to hang out in the lobby. And I think that they were the only group at the time that was playing like in our whole venue. So you could hear them while they were in the game. Yeah. And these girls were like, they were just being so crazy and loud. And even the slightest little thing that happened, they would scream. We had creepy music playing, but the game is not like overtly scary. No, it's not scary at all. But they were just having such a good time that, like, anytime one of them would try to, like, you know, jump scare the other one. And they would all jump up and scream and, like, run to the other side of the room. And the funny part about this story is that the parents in the lobby could hear all of this happening. They, like, knocked on the door to the control room where I was watching them. And I peeked my head out and I was like, can I help you? And they said, we're just hearing a lot of screaming going on. I just wanted to make sure that all the girls are okay. And I'm like... (laughs) Yes, they're having an excellent time. They're just being a little bit rowdy. (laughs) And I was just like so mind blown that the parents were like actually concerned that something was happening to their children because they were just like screaming so loud. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) I was like, don't worry. I'm supervising them. It's okay. Yeah. The place that I worked at that had a scary game. I'm telling you, I probably ran a bachelorette party a week. Every weekend. Every weekend. It was insane and they all always played the scary game Mm -hmm. and they all wanted to get scared and they would scare each other and they would scream at nothing (laughs) it was outrageous they were always the most fun game to watch yeah because they always go into it like knowing that they're gonna get scared and it's always just like a good time yeah another birthday party story that i have is there was a birthday party that was too big to only fit in one game. So they separated into two games. And every time that happens, of course, we try to make it into a competition. Who it's, can it's escape. It's the most fun that way. Who can escape the fastest. But it's like, it's challenging because one of the games was the easiest game that we offered. And the other game was the hardest game yeah. we offered. So the people who we put into the harder game were always at a disadvantage. Yeah, for sure. But we gave them that preface ahead of time. But in this particular instance, the people who finished first were so proud of the fact that they finished first and wanted to completely roast yeah. <laughs> their friends that were still playing. So they decided that they were going to literally lay on the floor outside of the game where their friends were still playing and pretend to be asleep. Like as if their teammates were just taking so incredibly long to finish this game that they got tired and took started to take a nap. So that when the other team finished, they would open the door after they escaped and see all of their friends napping on the floor. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty funny. That's It was wild. I have one more birthday story. It wasn't a birthday party. It was just like the kid's birthday. And beforehand, his mom had sent an email and said, like, hey, would it be okay if we come early and we drop off a present for him? And we're going to tell him that we didn't get him anything and that he's going to think that he didn't get any presents. And that just, like, going to the escape room was going to be his present? Yeah, I guess. And we were like, yeah, totally fine, whatever. So the mom shows up early with this giant box. It's huge, okay? It's, like, this big. And we're like, okay, cool. Like, how big is this big for the people not watching? I mean, like, how how big do you think this is? The size of a mini Christmas tree. <laughs> it's a very specific reference, <laughs> but yes, about that size. A modest lamp. <laughs> <laughs> about the size of a modest lamp. Yes. 
we're very excited to give it to the kid. So the idea was that they would play the whole game and afterwards we would present him with this present as if it was because they did so well in the game that we had a present for them. Not that it was from his parents, but like that it was from us. That's kind of cute. We wrote all over the present and wrote like references from the game and stuff like that. So afterwards, we gave it to him at the end in like an in-theme fashion after the game ended. And he was super excited and it was really cool. Oh, that's so wholesome. Yeah. This is not a specific story, but something that me and my coworkers used to do for the scary game where we worked mm-hmm. <laughs> is that we would have, we'd put one headphone in, like it was a covert spy mission, okay? And then someone would be in the back watching the screen to see where the customers were in the game. Mm-hmm. And the other person would have the headphone in and they would be at the ready, <laughs> ready to go in and scare the people. So the person in the back would call and say like, okay, they're moving to this door, go. And then like the person in the room would run into the room and do whatever the thing was. And the other person would be like, get out of there, run. Ah. So like that. Oh, you mean like, so the customers wouldn't see you? In yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Cause I'm like, wait, if they can see you, why are they getting scared? No, 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 no. So it's, okay. Imagine this room has three rooms. Okay. So the customers would be either in the second room or the third room the best way to scare them they would be in the second room and someone would go into the third room and do something so they would all run like over to the door to the third room mm-hmm. and then you would have someone run into the first room and do something to that door so then at right afterwards so they would all be over here so we would distract them and then we would do something in front of the door between the first and the second room. Oh my god, that's so much coordination just to <laughs> scare people. Yeah, this is why we had the headphones. Okay. <laughs> it was an organized operation. But it was excellent and it was so much fun. It was one of my favorite parts of working there. Yes, but I I remember that you said that you would only do this to people who gave you permission to scare them in such a way because i feel like yes. if i was in that game and you were scaring me like that, i would walk out. I'd be like, "I'm done. I no more. I'm good." You know, that's fine. You can bang on the door. I'm just not going to participate because I don't like it. Yeah. So we would always ask them at the beginning and be like, hey, do you want us to scare you? Do you want us to not? Do you want to have us scare you a little bit? Or do you want us to try to come up with creative ideas as you're playing? Basically, like, how scary do you want it to be? And the game itself did not have any built-in scares at all. Which is why you were so aggressive about, like, creating them. The game definitely had a scary vibe theme, Mm -hmm. but no jump scares or anything. So we were creating the jump scares if guests wanted something like that. That's hilarious. Especially if it was a bachelorette party. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that was really fun. So in the creepy game where I used to work, we would always tell people that it's not like super scary. Like I said before, there's like one loud sound moment, but that's really it. Yeah. It's not full of jump scares or actors or anything, or it's not pitch black or no. anything like that. So we would always preface the game with that. And this girl, I guess, <laughs> took it a little too lightly. I don't know. She did, She was not <laughs> expecting anything to happen. Yeah. But when this loud sound intense moment happened she peed her pants literally peed her pants and she was with a bunch of her friends apparently and she was not even embarrassed she like owned that it happened and she was just like wow okay uh that's a thing that just happened 
And I come to find out like a year later that this same girl went back to play that game again. Okay. And she was <laughs> she like, had such a great time. I guess. And then she actually told the person who was working that day, oh, yeah. It's me, the girl who peed in this game the first time I played. <laughs> I'm here to play again. I'm like, ah, yes, you of legend. Yeah, we still talk about her years later. She is a legend. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> it's just so funny to me that she completely owned it and she, I guess, had a great time enough to want to come back and play yeah. again. Maybe she had to play again because she spent the whole second half of the game thinking about that instead of about the game. Yeah. She's like, I will conquer my fear. Yeah. I will not urinate this time. (laughs) Oh, so wild. All right. I have one more scaring story and then I'll save the rest of them for a future episode. So the scary game I was talking about earlier, like I said, we don't scare you if you do not want to be scared. And if you don't want to be scared, the game is not scary. The environment is scary. It's very... I play this game by myself, and it is scary. If you're not, like... If you're a Halloweeny, <laughs> it's not... <laughs> right, but there's no jump scares. No, that's true. It's a, it's a little bit dark. Very dark. I'm also afraid of the dark. So yeah, it's a little wouldn't. bit dark. It has some environmental challenges, mm. <laughs> but not overtly scary. I remember I've ran games for this couple since, and every time they're like, haha, remember that time when I was too scared to move? The first time I ran their game was in this scary game, and one of them, one of the girls, was huddled up in the corner, not moving. Like, in fear? Yes, in fear. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I know, I felt so bad for her. And her girlfriend was, like, aggressively solving things, so I had to be like, hey, it's okay, like, everything's fine. I would give her specific clues, like, go over here and look at this. I promise you everything will be fine. I was, like, coaching her through the game, basically. You were her therapist in this game. (laughs) But then, at one point, her girlfriend left to go to the bathroom, and she was stuck in there by herself. Oh, no! I know. And she was just standing there, like, frozen. Frozen. And I was like... Do you want some help? I can give you a clue. I was just like talking to her over the <laughs> trying to thing. talk her off the ledge yeah. of wanting to get out and leave. I was like, "Okay, you need to go f- over here and investigate." But she thought where I told her to go was a trap. No, I I guess she thought it was too scary, mm. which I can understand, but it, I was telling her. I was like, "I promise nothing's going to happen. Like it's going to be okay. Whatever." And she was just standing there and she was like, I appreciate your help, but I can't do it. <laughs> oh, no. I know. So I was like, okay, I'll just pause your time. Because she was just like chilling, scared. You're so nice. I know. <laughs> I Didn't you tell me like this past week or in the past few weeks that they ran into you again where you work now and said, hey, you remember us from that time I couldn't move? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was introing them to a new game and they were like, it's not scary, right? And I was like, no, I pro- I promise. Everything's fine. <laughs> I feel like that's me in a scary game. I just can't. It, it happens to us every time it's like dark and we need to open a door to another room. Mm-hmm. I always make you do it 100% of the time. I know. Even if I go in, we it happened the other, like last week. The room was not scary. It was just a little dark. And we went in. It was pitch black. It was not just a little dark. 
That's not true. There yes, was, was light. In the back corner of the other game or the other side of the room that we hadn't even gone to yet. Right. But I walked in and I was like, everything's fine. I was like, scare me. Everything was fine. There was nothing there. It was scary. And I was like, okay, I need your help. I helped you. I feel like I've gotten better. It's just initially I feel that desire to want to freeze in the corner and do nothing. Yeah, you, you can relate to that girl I was I just talking can. about. It, it might as well have been me. You could yeah. have just been telling the story about me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she finished the game. So props to her for not running out of the room. Yeah. This next story that I want to tell, it's not really like a super long story, but it involves one of my favorite things, which is pups. Ah. And these people came in and they had a dog and it wasn't like a seeing eye dog or like an emotional support. It was just a dog that they just brought with them <laughs> and they brought the crate for the dog as well and they're like hey um would it be cool if you just like watched our dog while we were playing the game <laughs> and i like i tried not to look too eager outwardly but i was just like why yes i i am perfect perfectly capable of watching your dog yeah. so we set up the dog's crate in our control room and the dog was just chilling in his little crate for the whole game while I was watching his parents play, and it was just so amazing. I was like, yes, I want this to be my working environment every day. I have ran games for pups. The pups solved puzzles? No, but they were there for emotional support. Aw, poor oh. babies. I had a couple of games with like service animals, service pups, that were doing their job in the escape room and out. Mm. And then also, recently, a couple of weeks ago, I had this lady who just brought her pup with her, like you said, but she didn't bring a crate. She was just like, yes, can I bring him in the room? (laughs) Yes. As long as he doesn't eat anything. Yeah. So that was fun. She played two games. No, she played. Yeah. She played two games and her pup was there and it was very cute. She brought his little bed. She was just like traveling with him in his bed. Yeah. I feel like if we brought our dog into a game, it would not go well. No, not at all. No, he would try to, like, bark at everyone and bite everything. Oh, but he's so cute. Look at him. I know. What a good boy. Okay, focus. Sorry. Yeah, if we brought our own dog to a game, it would not go well. So, proud of those people who have well-behaved dogs, but... we do not. We do not. So, I feel like none of these stories have been really crazy or, like, people doing crazy things no yeah do you have any stories like that why yes thank you for asking ah perfect segue yeah we can do it guys okay so the first one i have is this guy who must have had a few drinks in him because he didn't know how strong he was (laughs) he didn't know his own strength yeah so at one of the places i used to work one of our games had a ton of maglocks in it and they were all kind of at they were like lower, like about waist level, mm-hmm. waist level to like shoulder level, the majority of them. So that if you put enough force, you could rip them open, but it was like aggressive. There's always force. a caveat at the beginning of an escape game that you don't need any force. Some people say no more force than what you would need to push a button or no more force than what you would need to turn a doorknob or something. Yeah. So very clearly you're not supposed to be forcing things or standing on them to open them or anything like that yeah so i was watching this guy's game and i saw him rip open one of the maglocks 
And I, of course, I got over the thing and I was like, you don't need to use any extreme force. Like, please be nice to our things. You know, that don't break my stuff. That kind of spiel. And he was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not lying. Like, one minute later, he ripped open the second one. That's how you're supposed to solve the puzzle. Yeah, you just rip everything open. It was like, a, I don't know how to explain how much force you need to rip open a maglock. Except that it is a substantial amount. I'm sure you guys have seen maglocks. Okay, they're locked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he ripped open the second one. And then I went into the game and I was like, if you break any more of my stuff, I will have to throw you out. You're ruining the game for you and everyone else around you. And also breaking the props. Yes, and also breaking the props. And before I even made it back down the long trek to the control room of not very long, he had ripped open a third lock. Oh my goodness. This hurts me just to like (laughs) listen to this story. And I had to go back into the... I had to turn around. As soon as I got back to look at the screen, I had to turn around, go back into the room, and be like, get out. You're breaking things. Leave. And he was very mad. But also, he should not break things. So that is... That is insane. And people breaking things... Sometimes they do intentionally. Like, this guy clearly was breaking things intentionally. But I have a story of a guy breaking something unintentionally. He was just... He was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know what I mean? Like there was, there was a small space in one of the, in the game that he was playing, and there are things that you have to investigate by crouching a little bit, and some things you have to like look up a little bit. So he was investigating like any good escape game player would, yep. and he didn't realize that behind him there was a prop that had kind of a glass layer over it, and. He obviously didn't realize it was there because he was just looking up and down. And when he squatted, he just like completely ran into this glass and shattered it like in a million pieces, (laughs) completely unintentional. And he just like jumped up and was like, oh, my God, and like realized that there was all this glass all over the floor. And poor guy, he was so embarrassed, but we had to take him out of the game because, I mean, you can't have people running around an escape room with glass all over the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just, like, so mortified for him, but it was hilarious because he was he was just trying to do what any person would want to do, which is just investigate everything, and his backside just got in the way. <laughs> but it was... In retrospect, you can laugh, but, I mean... Yeah. It was... Definitely something that I did not expect would ever happen. Yeah. I have also a glass breaking story. Oh, goodness. One of the places where I worked, we had like a big gem in the game. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a ruby, diamond, whatever. I think the, the color a changed. A ruby diamond. The color changed if we had to replace it because we had backup ones and they were all different colors. So sometimes it was a ruby. Sometimes it was a diamond. Sometimes... It was whatever the green one is called. Emerald. (laughs) (laughs) And they would break. They weren't completely made of glass. But if you drop them on the ground too hard or something, they would chip and we would replace them. Usually they were broken accidentally and that was totally fine. I had a guy, probably friends with Maglock guy from earlier. Hmm. I had a guy who took it and looked at the camera, held the gem and threw it hard at the ground. And what happened, I wonder? Yeah. 
that it shattered everywhere. Oh my god! And in his hand, so he he had like a slice down the side of his hand. Oh my god! And gosh. it was bleeding. Oh my! All god. because he decided that that's what he should do: slam a prop onto the ground. Oh, I'm mad thinking about it. Even if he even if he thought that the prop was made of plastic and it wasn't going to break if he threw it on the ground he still shouldn't have decided to spike the yeah. prop on the ground like a football right exactly oh my goodness and then i remember i went into the game and i took him out and i got him first aid kit and all this stuff and i was like cleaning up the room after making sure that he was okay yes yes and he was like okay can we keep playing and i was like number one no <laughs> Number two, there is glass and blood in the room, and I can't put you, you or anyone else, back in there until in, it's until it's completely cleaned. cleaned and disinfected. We would not have this problem if you had not spiked it into the ground. Oh my God. <laughs> People amaze me. So to end this segment of Game Master Stories, I want to read a story that was sent to me by one of my friends in the escape game industry. And I thought it was really wholesome and very nice. So I wanted to end this episode on a nice story. She said, I had a family play not too long ago that experienced a loss in the family. And this was their first outing together. The mom stayed after and mentioned to me that this was the most she had ever seen her kids talk slash interact with one another since their loss in the family. I think everyone forgets how the environment you experience in the game is a real escape from your life, stress, bills, relationships, etc. For that full 60 minutes, you think of nothing else other than how to solve the puzzles, find an item, etc. And I just thought that was so sweet. Yeah, and I would agree with what her sentiment is, like, completely. That when you're playing the game, you're really only thinking about the game. And it's a really nice escape from the rest of the world. Yeah, to do something that has a specific objective and even for those 60 minutes you can work together with your family or your friends or whoever random strangers yeah to put together all the clues and have fun and like forget about crappy stuff for an hour yeah definitely all right i think that's enough game master stories for one day we have a bunch more of them and if you guys like this segment then we would love to keep telling you them Maybe we'll bring on some of our Game Master friends to tell their stories as well. There's no shortage of fun stories from being a Game Master. It's a great job and you get to see some crazy things, fun things. Yeah, we wanted to keep this first episode a little bit light, have some positive things and some crazy things and some warm-hearted things. Yes. But nothing too crazy. So we definitely have more outrageous stories to share with you guys in the future. So if you like this segment, let us know in social media or send us an email or whatever you would like we would also love for you to follow us on social media if you haven't already on instagram we are at escape expeditions and on twitter we are at esc expeditions we also have a facebook page and our email is escape expeditions contact at gmail.com did i get that right that is correct oh i'm getting so much better at this yeah so feel free to give us a shout out on any of those social media platforms if you want us to talk about something specific if you want us to review a specific game if you want to just tell us your thoughts about something or have a question about the industry that maybe we could answer let us know yeah we love sharing all of our thoughts with everyone 
And if there's anything else that you would like us to talk about that we haven't already, let us know. We would be happy to. Yep. And next week, we will be back with a review episode. So look forward to that. We're going to be talking about Loki's escape game, which is in Sarasota. Yep. And we recently went there and played all three of his games back to back to back. And we had a great time. And we are really looking forward to talking to you guys about it next week. So until then, I am still Anna. And this is still Jocelyn. It's funny. I say that to customers after I have already ran their game and I'm putting them in a second game. It's like in my spiel. I'm like, yes, the rules have not changed. I'm still Jocelyn. Let me know if you need a clue. (laughs) So, yes, listeners, until then, have a great week. Bye. Your destination is on your left. The end of this podcast.